everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we got a random flight going. We're going to talk about all sorts of things related to postcard marketing, cold reading, psychic cold reading. Yeah. Some good takeaways from that, right? Man, that, did you ever watch the show? I think it was a CBS show, The Mentalist. Did you ever watch yes. that? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's Rachel what he that uses. Show. Yeah, the cold, the cold reading. That's what he used in that show. Yep. So, if you want to learn how to do that, that's uh, we'll give you a little primer today and a yeah. couple of books. There's some to- really interesting correlations between that and, you know, I, I find it fascinating. You know, I've never been to a psychic, but I'm reading some of these books or and getting some of these. Just how you know you kind of get uh, behind the curtain scenes of how they, yeah. how they ask questions and how they probe for. Uh, when they're really reading you, I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, I can see that. It's like, yeah, and, you, and this is stuff you can use in sales. sales. This is stuff yeah. you can use, you know, on the phone with people. Sure. Um, is it ethical? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's for you to decide. That's for you to decide, <laughs> right? I mean, we talk about, what's is it, it in sales, they call it mirroring, you know, where you yeah. mirror someone. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's those subtle those subtle details, those subtle things that people don't realize, you know, when you're face to face with someone and you're kind of mirroring some of the things, like whether it's their voice, whether it's some of their movements and they don't even realize it before, you know, it's just one of those subtleties. What we do know is what we do know is it's effective. It is. It really is. So we'll talk about that. And, And I will just put a warning out there that even as you listen to this, like it's, it sounds like there's no way that would work. Like when you're just reading about it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it sounds like, hokey. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah that's like, hokey. Oh, that doesn't no work. way that would work. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you try a couple of these, you know, if you could learn a few of the key phrases, yeah. Um, and there's different stages throughout the conversation. I'm, mine's laid out. Like this book I'm looking at is laid out like the entire conversation in, in mm-hmm. sections. Yeah. So, you, so it builds on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going through it with the, you know, trying to be open-minded about it. like, yeah, like if I'm honest, I could see how that would work. Yeah. So, and then we'll also, so we've talked about postcard marketing. We'll be talking about cold reading and then we'll talk a little bit about packaging as well on a, awesome on an item that I bought recently. So yeah, very cool. that'll keep us busy for two to three hours, I think. Absolutely. So but before we got some, uh, we got some beverages to yeah. tend to. Unless we do that. indeed. All right. So I'll I'm going to be using, actually, uh, I'm going to be using this new glass that I bought, which we'll, we'll talk about the fancy, packaging. a little fancy glass, fancy, here. fancy glass. You kind of, we both uh, got some fancy glasses, man. Yeah. So this is, you know, for Christmas, I don't know if it's real or not. Like, you know, this is another one of those things. Is this, is this like legit or is it just <laughs> marketing? I don't know. Like the fluted shape, the, mm-hmm. the flared tip over there. I don't know. It's supposed to enhance um, the flavor, right? Yeah, and it has I mean, that's this. That's what they tell us. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. No, it's not coming through. There's an etching on the bottom mm-hmm. that is supposed to make the bubbles bubble more, so you don't lose the head on the. Um, and it seems like it works on the last show. It seemed like it was bubbling more, so mm-hmm. it could just be the sidearm having those. <laughs> I don't know. We'll 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 be able to determine right now. 
Yeah. So I am having, I'll go ahead and start. Okay. So I'm having Austin East ciders again. I got a variety pack of ciders. So the last one, I just had a dry straight apple cider. Mm -hmm. This one is a blackberry cider. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see if Mm, blackberry and apple goes together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a purple tint to it. Like a rosé almost. Got those light ones today, right? Yeah, well, they're ciders. So. <laughs> Only 5% alcohol. I like that color. Yeah, it's very rosé. I feel like a... It's like a, it's almost like an amber uh, an amber yeah. ale or something. Yeah, it's, it's coming off a little more pinky and purple here than it is red. Mm-hmm. The, the camera looks red, but in person it looks a little more pink and purple, so... Which would make sense with blackberry. So, um, so yeah, just a straight up um, cider, and like I said, five percent alcohol. What you got over there? Um, I've got, and I was trying to think if you've had this one on in the past because it kind of sounds familiar. But this is one that uh, I got for Christmas, kind of an assortment of different ones. But it is a from New Heights Brewing Company. It's a Naval Gazer Imperial Stout. Wow, I, I don't thought, remember that one. Okay, I was thinking no, navel gazer. No, oh, but I like that can. Yep. New Heights sounds familiar, but I don't think that. Yeah, that they're based in. Um, they're actually based in Nashville, hmm. Nashville, Tennessee. Proudly brewed yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, we got a high from Russia, by the way. I'm not going to try to say their name. <laughs> <laughs> not hello, hello, from uh, from uh, Texas and Tennessee. The last episode, we had some strange comments too. Like, I don't know why we're trending overseas, but <laughs> we appear to be. So, that's right. Um, All right. So, what did you say that was? A stout? This You're is an give imperial me the stout, now. 9.25% uh, okay. ABV, a little higher than before. So, this is a pitch black with uh, notes of toasty sweet malt with a. Uh, uh, let's see, this decadent imperial style has a thick brown head. I'll determine that. Uh, with delicate lacing, toasty malt aroma, and a silky smooth feel at nine and a quarter percent. All right. So let's see. I don't see any uh, so far. Not much of a, not much of a, uh, it's not. That's, yeah, it's got a little head to it. Yeah. And it's really dark. Right. Pitch black. So, pitch black. All right. All right. Let's cheers it up. Cheers. Oh, man, that's good. That's really good. That's so much better than the previous. (laughs) Yeah. I typically like those, um, um, what do you call them? The, um, with the bubbles? Oh, the nitro. Nitro. nitro stout. Yeah, I've yeah. liked the nitro because I like the Guinness, but I didn't like that one as much. Yeah, yeah the last episode we had nothing over three, Mm-mm. nine, five, I think was the highest. So, um, so mine tasted exactly, I mean, I guess there's a little bit more tartness to it with the blackberry than just the straight apple, but it tastes almost the same to me. Like, I'm not sure if you had two in a row, if you'd taste much difference. So I'm going to give it the same score, 3.95 that I gave last time. 3.95, okay. 
It's prettier. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you're making better sounds with yours, so I think this it's going to get a higher score. <laughs> unbelievably good. Wow. I'm, I guess I'm trying to debate whether it's going to get a five or not. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is so good. Um, I might have to take, well, let's see. Let me take one more. You said naval, New Heights Naval Gazer, huh? Mm-hmm. I have to go find that. Holy cow, that's good. Um, You're going to be done before you give it a rating. <laughs> man, Imperial, uh, to me, that's one of the best Imperial Stouts I've had, so I am giving this thing a five, the first five of 2022. All right. From New Heights, New Heights Brewing Company. All right. Let's see if we can get Nashville. them on as a sponsor. Great job, guys. Next time you're in Nashville, go knock on their door. <laughs> Tell them you gave them a five. Need a sample pack. A five. You guys need to give us some uh, some some props there. But no, that's in all seriousness. That's a uh, that is a fantastic, fantastic stout. So our uh, we have a question <laughs> from the audience from Russia. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if Russell's in trouble here or. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how we should answer this. I don't know if they're looking for him or what. <laughs> so the apparently the Russians are looking for and want to know something about Russell Brunson. What do so, we think about Russell Brunson? I I don't know. I've liked some of his events. Maybe. I think he makes an incredible potato gun. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how he got started. Oh, yeah? know, online marketing. He was selling potato gun plans. <laughs> Just like a boy from Idaho should, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. And now he's got a empire. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he just bought uh, Dan Kennedy, the what, DK. Yeah, the one. newsletter. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think he's this generation's Dan Kennedy. I mean, I know Dan Kennedy's still around, but he's definitely done more for for that type of marketing, I think, than any other internet marketer. Um, he's really taken it to the next level and... Um, so yeah, I think you know. And he's I tell you one thing that I like that he's done recently is so he's launched the Dan Kennedy podcast, which I love because basically it's just a it's a lot of old audio clips of Dan Kennedy's, you know, some of his um you know, conferences or workshops or things like that. So he's taken like little snippets from them and yeah, repackaged think, that as a podcast. I think he would be the first to tell you that you know, everything he's learned, he's basically learned from Dan Kennedy. Absolutely. So yeah. Might as well just study the source. Mm-hmm. I mean, he puts a little more online spin to it, I think, just because the nature of his business with click funnels and all that. Yeah. But he'd be the first to tell you, like, read Dan Kennedy and, you know, and Claude Hopkins and all the people before Dan. Absolutely. So, so yeah. I caught Good myself question. listening to an episode this past week of this the Dan the podcast that he's launched on um, the difference in sales and marketing. It's actually really good. I mean, some of the episodes. There's only a handful of episodes that have been released, but it's really good. So, yeah. um, I recommend. It's a big it. misconception out there that that sales and marketing are the same thing. Um, but yeah, they're very different. Very very different. Yeah. Some good memes on that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, well, it looks like Jonathan. We may need to take a trip to Russia and start a start a click funnels over there or something. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Book us a flight. We're heading over. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if all the direct response marketing is blocked out. Of we're behind the curtain, man. 
Look at that. We're on the show behind the curtain. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Let's just take a trip. All right. Direct marketing with a K, right? Yeah. Direct with a K. <laughs> Direct, yeah. We change it up a little. That, that domain might be available. <laughs> Go look it up real quick. All right. Taken. So let's, let's, uh, let's do our flight of persuasion here. Yeah. Um, we'll save the cold reading for last. Cause I think that'll be the longer discussion. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share, um, this packaging that I got this, this pack, uh, this glass in. So I didn't get a glass, this glass for Christmas. So I had to get my own. And when it came in the mail, or in the Amazon box, you know, it's a box within a box within a box because that's how Amazon does it. Um, but I thought it was really well packaged. You know, a lot of people miss the opportunity, especially if it's being shipped from Amazon or something. They don't use the packaging because obviously glass has got to be packaged pretty well in the first place. Um, good thick cardboard, so it's not going to break, mm-hmm. hopefully. But then they, he used every side of the glass. So on the outside, there's a picture of the glass. So you know exactly what you're getting if you've been waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Then there's a little bit of a story from the brand. Cheers All is the name of the brand. Um, and it gives you some of the benefits. It gives like, your beer won't lose its head. It's designed by beer scientists, the perfect mm-hmm. gift. We're an American company. So got a little bit of a, the company story there. That's cool. And then on this side, another side, it says six steps to enjoy your beer. Um, one, pour excellent beer into your Cheers All pint glass. And then observe the bubbles, gently tip glass to mouth, open mouth, slightly drink and swallow delicious beer. Say, ah, smile, repeat. <laughs> so in case you didn't know how to do it, it does there have is the instructions. a six step process right there in front of yes. you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then it, again, it tells you why you bought this glass. Craft beer <laughs> deserves a craft glass. But then what I really liked is on the inside flaps, when you open it up, says, thank you for adding cheers, all ultimate glass to your glassware product. And then on the opposite side, it actually has a note from the founder. Mm-hmm. So they work hard to ensure that all of our products meet and exceed your expectations. If you have any issues, please email me directly at ties, tie at cheers, all.com. So I thought that was kind of a neat thing to put a personal, you know, Absolutely. not just support at whatever. Um, well, that was kind of a nice job on packaging mm-hmm. there. So. Oh, I love that. It's those little things like that that really make a difference and, and make things memorable. You know, I ordered some stuff recently from a, um, a company, a clothing company called Peter Millar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ordered kind of a, a pullover, um, a sweater. So I get the package in. It's kind of a golf sweater um, pullover. But it comes in, open it up, and they... You know, it's packaged nicely, but they put like, I mean, just a little thing. They put like little mints in there, right? I mean, little, um, it's like those little mints you get at Chick-fil-A in the little mini packages. But they just sprinkle those in the package, you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's nothing, you know, extraordinary, but it's just something that makes you think. Huh, it's an ex- extra step. It's extra something they step. didn't have to do. Absolutely. They decided somebody made a conscious choice to say, hey, yeah, we want this to be a little bit more of an experience. Absolutely. And so, I remembered it. I mean, it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. The shock and awe. I love it. The yeah. shock and awe would, package. Yeah. I don't know if mints would be shock and awe quite, <laughs> but 
You're on the right track there for sure. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's kind of like there's in their, um, you know, with the Andes mints or the peppermints, mm-hmm. when you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. there's some study that the tips are like 20, 20% higher if the server brings enough mints for everybody at the table right. than if they don't. Yep. You know, just by having those mints. Mm-hmm. So, like, people notice that it kind of stuff. makes a difference, yeah. But, yeah, packaging, we've talked about, you know, Apple, you know, plenty of times and the packaging and Crazy. how everybody saves the boxes and all that kind of stuff. No. So, You and um, I both have attics full of those things, just, yeah, just stacked exactly. up to the ceiling. I mean, Yeah, and apparently you can sell <laughs> just the boxes just on the box. Absolutely. eBay now, yep. and people will buy the boxes. Absolutely, yeah. So, it's crazy. Um well, so that's, that's one packaging. of the things, you know, I think, you know, your work, when you guys were with, uh, when you were doing work with Ryan Moran at Capitalism, yeah. you know, we, yeah, I remember, you know, the show that we did where you show, you know, some of the, uh, some of the packaging on the boxes you did. It was crazy. Yeah, the, crazy. the quarterly box that went out mm-hmm. and yeah, all the different stuff. Absolutely. And that's a big piece of when they teach the physical products course there, that's something that gets a lot of attention is, you know, making sure the packaging is not only good, but fun. Mm-hmm. something you want to interact with yeah has a personality you know all those kind of things so yeah, yeah packaging is 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 very important i mean that's why entire industries you know are around packaging yep. and most people just don't do a good job of it Mm-mm. it's just kind of there and there's not much personality or anything yeah. worth talking about you can do an entire how many episode. times have we yeah i mean how many times have we've talked about you know just the beers we picked because of the packaging or a gift set, you know, mm-hmm. that comes with a glass uh, that you see yep. around holidays good. mainly, but liquor companies could do that year round and yep. I would definitely buy it. So, no, I, I honestly, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I pick, you know, bourbon when I go, mm-hmm. you know, to the, you know, to, to the local establishment and I'm looking for a bottle of bourbon you know, what grabs my attention is those unique bottles. You know, somebody yeah. comes out with a, uh, you know, a tin can or something like that, or just a unique uh, style yep. of glass bottle really captures yep. my attention. So yep. I got to try it, you know. Absolutely. Creativity. All right. Speaking so, of creativity. Yeah. So a friend of mine who's actually there over in your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. he does fundraisers for schools. So he's the, he's the guy responsible for your kids bringing home $30 wrapping papers, $26 candy bars, like yep. all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um, they do some other types of fundraising, but he's been in the fundraising business a long time and I've helped him from time to time with some of his marketing efforts and getting in front of people. But he found this company called postcard mania and it is a company that will send out postcards for you anywhere you want. And what's cool about these is, couple things. One, they can personalize anything on it. Um, Like for instance, they showed a sample in here where if you had your home insurance, you can, you can put, let me find it real quick. Um, Yeah, here's one. So like it says, it's got multiple personalization points. John, your homeowner's insurance is renewing in July. So there's three points of personalization Oh wow! in, in the first sentence. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually even personalize the quote estimate. Wow. Their That's address. Cool. Right. Yeah. Can't go. I'm going the wrong way on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can personalize a whole bunch of points on this postcard and, you know, they'll send these out. But then the other cool thing is 
they actually sync up the postcard and the design of the postcard with Facebook and YouTube ads so that they're running, they're geo-targeted to the same area and to the same people that you sent the postcards to. Mm-hmm. So you're getting that, um, you know, all present type right look going out. So people right. are like, oh, I got the postcard. Oh, there they are again on YouTube. Oh, there they are again on Facebook or Google or wherever. Sure. You know, all the different places they advertise. So you get this omnipresent effect, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. That is cool. But the other thing is, for the marketers listening to the show is that you can order this sample pack. They'll probably hate me for saying this, right? <laughs> Cause it's going to be a bunch of dead end leads, but maybe not. Cause if you've got clients or you got, you know, things that you can use this for, I'm going to use this for a couple of my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, their follow-up sequence after you order this is amazing. Like really, really well done direct response email follow-up sequence mm-hmm. where they're trying to get move you to the phone, giving you good information, good education. Uh, it's just really well done on their follow-up series. And just that alone is worth kind of getting on their list for. Sure. Um, and then I'm going to get on the phone with them and see if we can get them on the show as well. But um, yeah, it's really cool. All in one They'll even do website design and some other stuff. So everything can be tied into one thing. I mean, I think this would be great for a lot of different people. And as more and more people move online, we've talked about this before, going back offline or combining offline and online is going to be where it's at in the future. Yeah, I I agree. So. I love going to that mailbox, man. Yeah. People still like it. Something sure. Something nostalgic and I don't know. It's just. Nice getting a package, you know, in the age of digital delivery where everything comes digitally. I mean, you're, you know, e-reports and e-books and, you know, all the, you know, video conferences or video uh, tutorials and everything. It's like kind of nice getting some physically. It's like. Well, that's why, uh, you know, books, physical books keep selling on Amazon because people still want that physical. Yep. A physical thing. So. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that when Kindle first came out, everybody said it's the end of the physical book. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Nope. Not even All close. right. So that's a couple of items there. So now okay. let's let's move into some controversy and some <laughs> manipulation and some... Oh, yeah. I love you know, this. <clears throat> all this kind of stuff. So you, you texted me this week and you said, hey, I want to talk about this on our second show. And you said it was about... What was the name of the book? Um, the name of the book that I have is the Full Facts Book of Cold Reading. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I've got a book on cold reading, and I pulled mine off the shelf, and it's yeah. just called Cold Reading, cold reading How to be a, Become a Good Mentalist. Mentalist. Oh, I love that, because it, yeah. it's that play Which, on, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. There was that show, I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago now with... Um, on CBS, The Mentalist, which I thought was really good. And I love like shows like Bull, which is kind of got kind of some of this psychiat, you know, psychology and stuff in it. Yep. Um, but yeah, the mentalist was one of my favorite shows. I was I like, think, oh, I, want to, I want to know how to do that. I seriously think Rachel, you know, my wife, I think she had a crush on that dude. And I had Probably. to, I had to stop her from watching. He was a that. handsome guy. He's a handsome <laughs> guy. Like, I mean, like, come on, what does he have? You know, I had like, a crush on him. What do you mean? <laughs> I know he's a good looking dude. Yeah. But, he drove that cool car. Yep. You know, so so now you got to just, we got to teach the people how to talk like him yeah. and how to 
how to notice those. And obviously those, anytime you're on a show like that, it's, it's a little blown out of proportion. It's kind of a modern day Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot more about like noticing things, I think. Yeah. Where this is more about language and, and pa- language patterns and things like that. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what you heard and then I'll just kind of piggyback off, off what you got. No. So I, I was going through, um, um, one of Dan Kennedy's, I mean, this was a couple of weeks ago, I was going through one of Dan Kennedy's old books, the no BS sales success guide, which to me ranks among one of the all time best, uh, books on sales that you'll ever read. I mean, and I've got a, I've, read a ton of sales books, but Dan's, you know, it's like I was saying earlier, I was on his podcast earlier this week. He's talking about the, um, you know, the difference between sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Well, he, I mean, despite his, you know, people knowing him as the marketing guru, he has a really solid understanding of what the sales process is. Absolutely. And, uh, so I would recommend if you don't have a copy of the no BS uh, sales success that you get a copy, but that's where I kind of stumbled. I was actually going back through it and I stumbled across, you know, him recommending this book, which I read that book years ago, but didn't bother to grab a copy, but it's called the full facts book of cold reading, the definitive guide to cold reading techniques used in the psychic industry. Um, so I'm going through this book this past or last couple of weeks and just understanding like the serious correlations between what psychic readers do and what people that are in face-to-face, you know, B2B business do all the time. It's like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but in terms, you know, just talking about like when it comes to, um, you know, open questions, you know, you think about, you know, in sales, we talk about, you know, using not closed questions, but open questions instead. Right, and what's the difference between the two? Is quote a closed question is a as cl- a question that elicits a no a yes or no answer, and that's the last thing you want to do in sales is to elicit a no or yes or, or yes or no answer. Um, what you want to do is kind of continue to probe uh, who you're talking to, your prospect, and get more information. But if you owe, if you you know ask a closed question, that kind of ends everything right there. It's like you know kind of I don't takes you to an abrupt end. So it's fascinating to find out, you know, what uh, psychics do all the time is in reading you, how they use, you know, open questions to really elicit more information from Mm -hmm. you in order to read you. Right. (laughs) And we don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't have a clue the whole time. You know, we're going through this process. We're sitting and I don't sit in front, you know, I've never been to a psychic in my life, but people that go to psychics, are, you know, completely taken in by their ability to read people. And it's, it's, there's so many takeaways from people that are in sales and marketing. It's incredible. Well, I was looking at, so this, this book I've got is actually broken down. Like each chapter has different things. Like chapter one is the setup, like how you, how you kind of get people in. And then chapter Mm -hmm. two is themes and structure and blah. And it just kind of goes on from there. But I thought this setup was brilliant and I could see how you could do this, you know, on, in a one-on-one sales per meeting, you could do this on webinars. Uh, I was like, man, this would be a great yeah. webinar script. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see elements of this in a, in a webinar, but this one I thought was really good. So the first part, I'm just going to go through 
a couple pieces here. This is all part of the setup. And you could do this whole thing in, it's like two pages, two and a half pages, but you could do this whole thing in probably, you know, 90 seconds, you know, even, even going kind of a nice casual pace. But like one of the first things you do is, is you say some version of this is going to go really well. This conversation is important to you. So you're kind of planting that seed, future pacing. But then this one I really love. It's in, and it's under the the heading encourage cooperation. Mm -hmm. And and this is great because it, it takes the pressure off of you as the person delivering the news and it elicits um, cooperation for them. It says, now look, what I feel is never 100% clear. The exact meaning will actually be clearer to you than it is to me. So I may need your help from time to time with the interpretation right. to see how things fit in. You know, and, and that's going to make people be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Of course yeah, I would know better, course. you know? Yeah. And it sounds cheesy when I read it like that, right? But if you're in that setting and you're already going to a person like that, you're already showing up for a webinar, you're already showing up for a reading of some kind, you already got some amount of hope and trust in that person. Like yep. even if it's showing up for a, a webinar or a yep. sales meeting, yep. you've already taken a step of agreement. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be open to that. And you're, so I could see you, Jonathan, using that in the boardroom with your guys be like, you know, my recommendations are never a hundred percent clear. Mm-hmm. The exact thing you need will be actually be clearer to you than it is to me. Right. So I may need your help from time to time with your specifications to see how things fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And then they're going to be more willing to give you the information you need. Sure. As opposed to feeling like they're you're getting tricked into pulling right. it out or, yep. you know, send me a spec sheet. And they're like, no, because then you're just going to, you know. So I think that um, encouraging that cooperation, then it just goes on with other stuff like, um, you know, if you can have some type of ritual, all, just all kinds of different things you can do. So. Yeah, just the setup alone is just oh amazing. Absolutely, you know, encouraging their involvement in the process is one hundred percent. That's a really good strategy. You know, anytime yeah. because first of all, it takes the responsibility off of you for having all the mm-hmm. answers. But then, exactly. in the sales process or in you know from their standpoint in this industry, you know, it talks about you know I you know it it kind of gives everybody or it gives you as the person who is, you know, reading, it kind of gives you an out, so to speak, you know, you're not the person that needs to have all the answers. It's all, everything is predicated upon them or, you know, predicated upon their involvement, you know, in that, in providing the right information. So, um, yeah. You know, so one of the takeaways that I had, you know, is called, I find it fascinating, you know, this sensory empathy. Um, So this is one of the things, one of the sections that that I had highlighted in the book. It says sensory empathy is about the difference between merely stating something and actually feeling it or at least pretending to do so. Um, It says when using this technique, the psychic acts... Uh, if she or he can feel, experience whatever emotion she happens, he or she happens to be describing, if she talks about uh, the client being anxious, she acts as if she feels the same sort of anxiety. If she mm-hmm. talks about the client's 
recent romantic happiness. She acts as if she feels the same sort of delight. That's interesting to me because it's like, ah, you know, part of me says, that's kind of hokey. You know, yeah. I'm trying to picture myself across from a psychic or <laughs> across from somebody, you know, and they're trying to like, you know, really display the, those feelings. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, they say, you know, I mean, obviously it's obvious, you know, something that works. Um, well, like I said, the fact that whether it's a psychic reading, whether it's a sales call, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a, a you know, a sales call on, <laughs> on the phone or in right. person, if you're having that meeting face-to-face, video-to-video, phone-to-phone, the other person has agreed to be there in some capacity. Right. So there is some amount of hope and trust that they put into that or they wouldn't have put it on their calendar. Absolutely. And that's really what you're, you're, you're playing into sure. is that. So anything you do, that gets multiplied. And if you're just listening to you know us talk about these things or if you're just reading the book – you don't have that same type of hope invested. So right. it's going to feel hokey, but that little extra bit of agreement going in is what makes all of this stuff work. Oh, sure. Cause you want, cause on, there's some part of you that wants it to work. Mm-hmm. No, even absolutely. If you're skeptical, you're, even if you're skeptical. Yeah, you're absolutely, you know, you're right. The fact that you're coming in, you've, yeah, I mean, you've already bought in to some degree. Right. And so you're looking, I think it's like, you know, we talked about on the previous episode with our guest cognitive bias, you know, we're already, mm-hmm. you know, biased to some degree that, um, <laughs> you know, we don't want to, and the other thing, you know, in, in, you know, persuasion and influence, we talk about Chidini, you know, we don't want to appear, you know, inconsistent. So the fact that we've made all of the, uh, you know, we've made all the moves to be there. We've, we've made all of the you know, effort to move forward in this, the last, I mean, we want to continue to buy in because we don't want to appear inconsistent. So we're going to follow through, but I just find it fascinating. You know, it's, she talked or in the, uh, let's see, I'm trying to pull out. Here's a section. It says, <laughs> you know, and I think about copywriting too, when we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I think about like some of the copywriting that elicits, you know, images, and we can visualize things. Uh, it says when she refers to the morning breeze coming in off the coast, she can act as if she feels transported to the bright morning light and chill air of the coastal uh, region. Um, and it says, I am not suggesting the psychic herself around in a rather manic exi- uh, exhibition of crude and acting uh, a melodramatic emotional display this is a rude is far more effective and successful when used in a rather subtle and understated way so yeah i guess there's a kind of a there's a fine line there but the pot you know the bottom line is we're creatures that like i mean we visualize every time you know we talk about in the sales process imagine you know there's a big part of you know Pictures, stories, you know, words have powerful meanings if you use them in in the right way. But when you're having a conversation with somebody, just having them feel. And sometimes you can transfer that emotion. You think about selling. Selling is a transfer of emotion. And if you can transfer that emotion by simply, you know, making other people feel 
like they're in that situation, that same situation. So, you know, I get, I think there's a fine line, but if you don't, you know, if you're not, if you don't go overboard with it, I think it can be very effective. Yeah. I mean, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said that, wasn't it? That, yeah. you know, it's just a transfer of enthusiasm yep. is all sales is. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know, one of the most, you know, popular industries in the world, the movies, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what actors do, right? They, they transfer certain right. types of emotion across right. the screen through the camera mm-hmm. to you. It's why we laugh in movies, cry in movies, you know, even yep. though it's just a picture on a screen. Absolutely. And how much more powerful if you learn to do that in person, just because of the, the energy that happens when you're in a room together, as opposed oh, yeah. to a screen, yep. Yep. Um, you can actually make that happen even faster and, mm-hmm. and better. So, you know, I think all salespeople should, you know, take acting classes and things like that, like to, no, to yeah. learn yeah. how to do that. Cause it doesn't come naturally for most people, Mm-mm. but if you, if you could learn to, to play those characters and, and to convey that type of emotion in the right way at the right time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come across cheesy. It comes across well, right. Then that, that becomes really powerful. It's just another tool in your tool belt. Some people might say, well, that's manipulation. I don't know. I think it's, I think people are so skeptical that anything you can do to, <laughs> to get them back to even. Sure. Is yeah. fair game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, stories, stories sell, right? Yeah. And, um, and nothing makes a story better than having emotion to go with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And being able to convey that's why we do little voices for kids when we read kids books, right? Because right. it just amps up the emotion of it. Absolutely. And it makes them light up. Well, and think of, you know, talking about that transfer emotion, think about the, you know, a movie or a book that you recently read or, you know, a product that you, you know, enthusiastically recommend that it's an easy sell, but sometimes you don't mm-hmm. think about selling. And sometimes you get in that state of, you know, describing, you know, let's talk about the, you know, the, the most recent movie, the, the big box office hit Spider-Man. You know, if you're explaining that to them, you're like telling, oh man, you can't help but get excited about that, right? You know, you're yeah. talking about it um, or you're talking about, you know, you know, a product that you just bought, you know, whether it's a, you know, a new laptop or or, or new whatever device, you know, mm-hmm. Peloton, Tonal, yeah. you name it. You know, if you're describing that, you're using, you're sometimes using a bit of emotion without even knowing you're using excitement without even knowing. And I and think if you can do it intentionally, mm-hmm. it's, that, it's that much more powerful. Right. Yep. Sometimes we and sell it, when we don't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like recommending a movie, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just like, this is awesome. You know? Yeah. Or I've seen salespeople back when I used to train salespeople out in the field, they would get naturally excited about something they were talking about because it's still kind of new for them, especially yeah. when you're training people yep. and they'd get excited about it and the prospect would be sold. Like you could see <laughs> it like, and then they would and then shut they up would, now. <laughs> yeah. And then they would talk past the sale. Right. Cause then they'd be like, Oh, I forgot to cover all this stuff. Right. The factual right, stuff. Right. Exactly. And then all of a sudden the prospects like, yeah, yeah. You know, it goes it's back like, down. Shut up. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's when I would usually like <laughs> be like, all right, well let's, uh, <laughs> So Bob, how do you spell that name? Let's get that on the application. Yeah. Is it B O B or do you prefer Robert? Yeah, that's it. It's straight out of my one of my all time favorite movie movies, Moneyball, where he tells the guy, he's like, 
He's like, why did you just hang up on that guy? He's like, when you get the answer you want, <laughs> that's all you need. That's it. <laughs> you end it right there. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, all that to say is emotion is, you know, it plays so much into it. Effective. You know, if you believe in something that you're selling, uh, so much so, and that can transfer it, whether you're writing copy, whether you're, you know, sitting face to face with somebody, giving a presentation, excitement, but also the fact that from this, you know, t- a, you know, a huge takeaway is just exhibiting that or showing that emotion in, you know, some really subtle ways. Like, yeah, you know, I'm sitting, you know, sitting, you know, right on the balcony, you know, of my condo down in the Gulf Coast. I'm feeling that breeze, you know, everybody, I mean, right now it's like January. I mean, I don't know about you, Sean, we've had like, you know, five snowfalls already in January. It sucks. I hate this. Um, So any visualization that can put me on a, you know, a balcony on the key, you know, down in the keys, you know, feeling that nice warm air, the salt, you know, the salt water, man. I can tell you some. Golf clubs right now, right? No doubt, man. I'm ready Golf to break those things course. out. I hate yeah. this. You know, this is not my environment. I hate this, but yeah. So anything like that, any visualization, any emotion like that that you provide, you know, any ways that you can paint those pictures, man, yep. those are so, so important. And uh, just kind of reaffirms. Yeah, that's, that's actually one of the sections in here. It's, it's called the seasonal touch and it's using whatever's going on in the moment to kind of get them in the mood. But here's another one I found that I thought was pretty cool. It's under folk wisdom. Mm-hmm. And we use this sometimes in copywriting. A lot of, you know, when you're in college and high school, one of the things English teachers hate when you're writing mm-hmm. is anything that's a cliche sure. or folk wisdom or anything like that. Cause they say mm-hmm. it's not original, but I remember Clayton Makepeace. He would, he would always say, man, you got to use cliches like crazy. Like, yeah. Cause they're just accepted wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, like here's a couple in here. It's like, we all need a little breathing space now and again to recharge our batteries. Yeah. You know, like nobody's going to argue with that. Like there's always a point in time where somebody's going to feel like they need to reach. And if you see the client, you say a statement like that and you see them kind of nod their head. You're like, okay, they feel like they need a break. Now you can kind of go down that path. And that's the kind of stuff the mentalist, you know, when we were talking about that show, that's one of the things he would, he would do he'd right. throw out these little nuggets. And if there was an agreement, mm-hmm. little nod of the head, eyes light up, yeah. then you go deeper down that route. Sure. And cause, cause you're onto something. Yep. Another one is, um, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel as the saying has it, the sky is always darkest just before dawn. Mm-hmm. And if people nod their head, then, you know, they're probably facing a problem at that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they nod their head. Then you can be, you would do something like, so like what's going on for you right now that, you're kind of waiting for that light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. Yeah. And they'll be like, Oh, how'd you know? It's like, <laughs> well, cause everybody's going through something, right? Right. Right. These are so like broad, they yeah. sound specific, but mm-hmm. they're actually quite broad so that it like, everybody's going to just figure that's for them. That's how horoscopes work. It's how Barnum statements work is that they're broad enough and they cover enough angles yeah, that because, people key in. Right. It's a, it's the, it's one of the cognitive biases we have. Of the, we're always focused on ourselves, right? Yeah. We're always thinking about things, the world in our own terms. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, you throw out a general statement like that, and people, you know, people say, 
well, you know, people are like, okay, he, he knows, he knows about me. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I mean like this guy, like this comment that just came in, you guys are cool and very smart. Yeah. I mean, I believe that <laughs> it's a pretty general statement, but I'm a hundred percent in on that That's statement. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it, it's amazing, you know, some of the, you know, subtleties that take place in that transaction, because I mean, it's like you said, it's like, you know, they start with the, with the broad things like, mm-hmm. you know what, Sean, I think you've had some lower from what I, from what I'm reading of you. I think you've had some, some back pain recently, right? Well, Sean, have you had bad, you know, have you had any experience well, of back pain? I did just do deadlifts yesterday <laughs> now that you mention it, you know? Okay. Yeah. So there we go. So yeah, yeah so. it's like, or another technique in here is you play both sides and this is really popular among uh, psychics and horoscopes and everything um, where you play two kind of two characteristic traits off of each other. Sure. By saying, um, yeah, here's one. I sense that you're a person who, who can generally be trusted. You may not be perfect, not a saint, but it really, but when it really matters, you understand the importance of being trustworthy. Mm -hmm. I'd say perhaps more conscientious than most people tend to be, but I feel an energy suggesting good values, which you try to live up to, although you perhaps don't always succeed, you know? So it's like you leave just enough door open. Sure. Yeah. In the opposite directions. Yep. And you see which one they want to go towards. Right. Right. And, you know, you could use that for, like I said, you could use that in a one-on-one sales conversation, mm-hmm. you know, since you know, maybe to a purchasing manager, mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan, like you're talking to, yeah. I sense you're very company oriented and you want to make sure the company, you know, gets the, the every dollar they can and, and sure. makes the best decision. But I sense there's maybe a side of you that, that knows there's, there's sometimes you got to spend a little more to get what the company really needs. Right. Right. Yep. You know, something like that. They're like, yeah, that's true. I do want to save money, but right. sometimes you do have to spend more. That mm-hmm. That's true. That makes sense. Yep. Little things like that, that could really, um, you know, I think you you could take these statements and just, you don't have to tweak them much and you could see how you could use them in all these different situations. No, no, it's, it's, see, it's if amazing. If I go back into timeshare, I should go back into timeshare, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Well, they, I mean, the mind is, is incredible. If you think, you know, I go back to that book, Thinking Fast and Slow. Yeah. You know, you got the lizard brain, uh, you know, that drifts towards the the, the simplest answers uh, mm-hmm. to life. And that's a lot of what our brains are accustomed to doing in this day and age was to look for the easy solutions. And yeah, we're to, looking for shortcuts all shortcuts the time. Shortcuts all the time the 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 path of least resistance and so sometimes when you elicit questions or you're asking questions face to face you're you know you're providing outlets for the you know for the mind that drifts to that path of least resistance all the time so yeah so if you can you know for the brain as long as it sounds reasonable mm-hmm. it's much easier to agree with what somebody's saying than it is to contradict them mm-hmm so as long as it's not something just absurd, right? they're going to look for ways to agree with that, right? So I think that's that's a lot of what goes on in cold reading. Yep. It's like, because people want to be liked, they want to be cooperative for the most part. And as long as, like I said, it doesn't just totally clash with their beliefs, mm-hmm. 
they're going to look for the the truth in it. Absolutely. It's just what our brains do. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Anything else? Um, our buddy from Russia is cold reading us now. I think that you're very well, schedule well versed in copywriting, but I see that it may bother you a little bit that you're being watched by one person from Russia. Dang it. That's true. Where do so I bother Venmo? you, Sean? Just go ahead and drop your Venmo. I'll, I'll send you money for this session. He said his mom was uh, is a in numerology astrology, so maybe we should have him on. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Always, yeah. always fascinating. We too. probably should put a hero request out for a there you go cold reading person. Yep, that'd be fun. All right, that's all I got. Me as well. To all of our listeners out there and our our YouTube watchers from Russia, <laughs> it's been fun, man. Fascinating topic, and uh, as always, you can find us persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your platforms: Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart. Any closing thoughts before we call it? I don't think so. Just go down the rabbit hole, man. Cold reading (laughs) rabbit hole. It's fun. You'll see a lot of stuff. It's it's fun, and you 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 can I believe you can use it ethically. Mm -hmm. And if you learn it and adapt it to your industry, I think it's a really really good tool for persuasion. Yep. So the we'll post some links to the books. Uh, Hold up your book again, real quick. Uh, Cold reading: How to Become a Good Mentalist, and I have the full facts cold reading yep. you put those two in Amazon you'll get all kinds of suggestions after that so yes let the uh, let the algorithm work for you there you go all right well thanks for listening we'll see you next time next week take care have a great weekend see ya